I remember around this time last year, I was at a crossroads. I was trying to figure out what direction should I be taking? Am I, should I just pack all of it in what I'm doing um, and just move on to something completely new? And um, at that moment, I recognized that my emotional dysregulation was affecting me again. Because oftentimes when I make impulsive decisions, it's generally because of that emotional dysregulation that I'm experiencing. And as a person that is neurodiverse, um, that has co-occurring ADHD, um, is dyslexic, dyspraxic and co-occurring autistic, I know that there are things that I have to work really hard at just so that I don't end up making decisions that I'm just not happy with down the line. And so in this episode, I really want a talk about um, taking unapologetic action, um, using opposite action. And this is how it kind of comes up for me. When I've got this real massive challenge with my weight, um, I've had um, this sort of yo-yo diet thing going on for a while, Um, this love dislike this relationship with my health um, because there's certain things that I'm able to do and certain things I'm not able to do and and certain things that impact my ability to do those things and it comes down to a lot of the chemical imbalances as well so there's a whole mesh of things going on that intersectional factor that really impacts my mental well-being and so I have to generally get up at 6am and the first thing I've got to do is kind of get out the door and fly to the gym. If I don't do that, what generally happens is I can talk myself out of going to the gym. And so I don't end up going. Uh, And then I don't feel great, not just like in my body, but also in my mind. It's almost also like my my mind's a ping pong machine and I've got 20,000 things going on um, plus every second. And so it's part of my practice of not just only doing meditation but also being able to do that self-management piece and so where does um opposite action come in well generally whenever i feel like oh i don't need to go right now i'm just going to do this thing i know that opposite action has to take place in order for me to kind of be in alignment with the values that are important to me. And values that are important to me is being able to be alert, present, and exercise comes into that. And those are just a, a couple of my values around that area. So how are we going to talk about opposite action? Well, it's not just a, a fad that I've just kind of thought, oh yeah, let's do the opposite action and it works. This is evidence-based based on dialectal behaviour therapy. And if you've ever listened to me speak around this subject before, then you probably would be aware that I am certified um, and have a diploma in dialectal behaviour therapy. And um, One of the elements of this is the opposite action piece. Again, it's evidence-based, right? And it's when you want to change your emotions because they just don't fit the facts. And this is how it works. Step one is all about what is the emotion you'd like to change? So you're looking at the emotion itself. And if you've ever joined me live um, doing emotional freedom technique, you, you would have seen me actually ask you the intensity of it. Like how much does this impact you as well? So figuring out what the emotions is first, and then figuring out what that intensity is. So the intensity is quite important because if you don't measure it, 
then you might as well just not do it because otherwise you're kind of associating any healing you're doing with something else you're like oh yeah this is a coincidence but if you can pinpoint where your healing took place and where it started from and where you are now you can see a really clear path so what's the emotion you like to change name it and there's a whole emotions list if you're not quite sure on how to name them that I can link to below and then on the website and then you can also make sure that you are figuring out what the intensity is if a scale of one zero to a hundred a hundred being really intense right what number are you at with this that's step one step two is asking yourself does the emotion fit the facts is it an effective emotion yes i'm making it a bit logical but does it decrease or increase my personal suffering oftentimes we're in suffering mode we're sitting there um, and we're doing all the things that are actually injuring us and oftentimes those facts don't fit so make a list of the facts that do fit and those that don't right so you can break it down fit and don't fit and this step can take the place of um, check the facts which is another dbt um, skill that you can practice and this is a practice just like meditation it's a muscle which you you kind of utilize on a daily basis and this is why this is in within a program of the roadmap that i talk about because if you're not practicing the muscle all you're basically doing is jumping from one thing to the next saying this doesn't work that doesn't work when in effect you just haven't given it a fair chance of course if you go to the gym once it's not gonna give you the results you need what is if you go over a period of time you're going to see the results that you really seek so the step two is all about the fit and don't fit and i'm gonna actually give you the link to the, the worksheet so you can download it and utilize it for your own practice um, in fact i might make it more of a google form so you can go back and really reflect on your results because sometimes often with worksheets it's almost like they they go into the ether we don't remember them but if you have a form it might be easier for you to just go back and review it step three what do i feel like doing or saying so you know take that information put it down what is it that you're really wanting to say what do you need to honor your how do you want to honor your emotions and even if they are um distorted they're still valid right and oftentimes when you try to invalidate your emotions all that happens is you're suppressing repressing those emotions and they're going to come out in other areas you might project your feelings or thoughts on others and and you don't want that you don't want anything to control you so what you're doing is you're saying this is what it looks like this is what it is i'm laying it out on the table that's step three step four is all about okay what is the opposite action of this because I know what I feel like doing or saying. I've written it down. And I've not done it from a place of judgment. I've done it from a place of equanimity. I've looked at it and I've observed, right? Equanimity Equanimity is all about that observation piece that I'm just going to be observing. I'm not going to say it's good or bad. I'm not going to say it's right or wrong. I'm just going to observe and honor, and take up space and breathe a little bit, right? So step four is all about the opposite action. What's the opposite of what you're saying that you want to do? 
And then step five is 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 basically deciding what what you want to do. This is your choice. It all starts with a decision. Once you make a decision, it it makes it so much easier than anything. The, the hardest part is making a decision, right? And oftentimes when you do it from that informed place, it's much more powerful because you're then able to say, my intention was clear. This is what I wanted to do. This is what I wanted to be the outcome. My, my facial expressions, my body language, my tone, my gestures, all of it, all of my body, my body and spirit is involved in this process rather than just one piece, which generally comes when you're impulsive, right? And then when you look at the um, after effect, you're reviewing everything. You're saying, hey, what was the opposite action? Was it effective? Did it change my mood? Did it change my emotions? Did it change my thoughts? Did it make me feel better physically? These questions and more are all in step six. So this is where you are able to give that piece of reflection that you deserve to be able to see what's what's worked really well. Um, and perhaps what you could do next time even more effectively. So this is what opposite action does. It's again evidence-based as part of dialectal behavior therapy and it's really powerful piece to sit down and do. And oftentimes people are like they're feeling like oh well I haven't got the capacity to do this sit down and myself and do it. Perhaps doing some mindful meditation which can include walking around you know movement meditation um, even repeating mantras anything that you know when it comes down to meditation people have this idea that you have to sort of sit in that lotus position and be very still um and it doesn't work for everyone meditation is customized to what works best for you where you are right now it meets you where you are um so that is the opposite action that's what i wanted to kind of talk to you about today um i'm gonna put some of the resources below so that you can click do that work and if you find it's useful then you can um, take that next step and really find out how you can the different ways you can work with me via the, the links i'm also gonna be providing to but namaste i hope it served you in in that sense that it gave you some another tool to use whenever you want to change your emotions when your emotions don't fit the facts and so that's been um, this been this episode um, on this podcast. Um, remember to subscribe, like this, comment so that more people can hear this message. Um, even if it's just to get the resources right, they are completely free, um, and it might just help somebody to be celebrated and not just tolerated. So thank you for your time, and I will speak to you soon on the other side.